It's been a couple of weeks, but the Koshcast is back. We will talk about the Premier League. We will talk about La Liga. We will talk about Serie A. But we will start at the Emirates. And here, for your delight, is Mohamed's reaction the first time he saw Arsenal's third goal against Leicester. Bruh. Bruh. I just saw it again. But like, I'm sorry. Also, in that third goal, I thought he picked it the second goal. I thought he picked it the first goal. Man, the the flick in the center of the field, and then the sprint, and then the no look, let it go, and then the flick over the keeper. Oh my god! Bruh. Bruh. Want more of that? Of course you do. Here we go. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Koshcast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the kosh on Twitter. My name is Alex, Mohaned is here. Hello. And that's it. It's just you and me. Yeah, that's it for today. Just... And you, you know what? Today I could not be happier about that. Oh man, it's it's the, the Arsenal boys day. Yes. I mean, we nearly had a Liverpool fan join us, but it didn't happen. True. But in retrospect, maybe it's best that it's just you and I yeah. today. After Arsenal's... You and I! Oh God. Yeah, sorry. Um, it's gonna help it. I mean, <laughs> sorry. I was I was going. I was then looking for an Emery pun, and it wasn't coming. Oh right. Um, anyway, we will start as we said in the intro at the Emirates. Arsenal three, Leicester one. Mohamed, explain why we are so excited by this. We are excited because it's been a long time coming. I think it's been so stale at Arsenal for years, literally years of like not even enjoying it, not almost not wanting to wake up so early to watch the games you you go one nil down you're done you're you know the flair left kind of the the love of football in general not just Arsenal kind of left me a little bit during the last couple of seasons under Arsene Wenger and I don't know it's exciting it's new it's different and even I was telling you earlier I don't care about the score I just get to watch a plan in action and that's all I've asked for. I have, I've never asked Arsene Wenger to deliver trophies or win the Premier League or win the Champions League. It's just show me that stuff is happening. Something is going on. A team that has shape, that has ambition, that has confidence, that has an idea of what they're doing, etc. These are the things that a lot of teams take for granted. Yes. Even if they're not brilliant teams. Like, for example, you could you could be a supporter of Burnley. Right. And... You're not going to win anything. I mean, maybe, maybe a League Cup or an FA Cup or something. Maybe that's probably the, the height of your ambitions. But, and Burnley aren't having a good season, so there are better examples maybe right now. But you know going into each game that your team has a plan, that the players know what they're supposed to do, that they will give 100%, that there is something, a strategy that the players are working towards. And for 10, 12 years, Arsenal just didn't have that. No. And so as you, as you said, it's just having that. Yeah. That makes the world of difference now. Well, we were talking a few years ago when we, we said Arsene Wenger's job seems to be selecting a starting eleven at the beginning of the season and just playing it over and over and over. The same formation, the same shape, the same personnel, regardless of form, regardless of anything. And now we're seeing something different where Una Emery is playing people according to their form, according to their strength, according to the opposition, according to first half versus second half. I mean, we, we joked that we did not think it was allowed to make a substitution before the 67th minute or whatever Arsene Wenger always decided to do. So, you know, we've seen 4-4-2, 3 we've seen it all, and it's only been nine games of the season. Yeah. And it's refreshing, and 
we talked about this, Alex, is that when we Arsenal go one nil down now, I'm not even worried or bothered. Like we did it against Fulham, we did it today against Leicester, and I'm actually not worried. I'm like, you know what? That's fine. I know we're defensively suspect, but we have so much power going forward and our shape is so good that we will come back yeah I, I was just gonna say the caveat with Fulham is no one needs to be worried if they go 1-0 because <laughs> right. they've, they have the worst defense right. in Europe yeah but, but Arsenal was that team that you know be like yeah. if anyone was gonna lose to that team it was Arsenal it was, right yeah I, I also wanted to just throw in a uh, football slash championship manager analogy you know years ago right and I know a lot of people listening play it so years ago you used to be able to just do that pick the team Press play mm-hmm. and continue. And if you have a good team, they'll win. True. And that's all you need to do, really. Hit spacebar yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, that was Arsene Wenger. And then as the game developed, there was more that you needed to do. Right. You, know? you needed to get into players' heads. You needed to, to develop more intricate training. You needed... So many things have developed in the game. And now if you go and play football manager, for example, right. there's a hundred things that you have to do. To make your team good. Agreed. You Agreed. can't just press play. Yeah, no, no and, and that actually frustrates me when I play football. I'm like, I did the exact same thing I did last game. <laughs> and it didn't Why work. am I losing 3 0? Right. But it's also the, the level of the opposition has improved so much. And I'm not talking the top six, I'm talking everybody else in the league now has a top class manager that tactically comes into every game and has a, a setup and a plan for Arsenal different than when they play, let's say, at Burnley. So today we saw even with Leicester, they were very good in the first half because. Puel had them playing 4-3-3 when they're in defense and then three at the back when they're attacking and using the wing backs because they know that they can catch Arsenal behind Bellerin and behind Lichsteiner. And yeah. it worked. And this is why you need an Unai Emery on the other side to then counter that. You know, Even if you don't get it right at the beginning of the game, at least it changes. Do something. Right? Yeah, I mean, no, you're right. Leicester were actually fantastic. First half an hour, 45 minutes. They, you know, Chilwell down the left, Pereira yeah. down the right. Bombing forward into space, they were hounding... Arsenal could barely get out of their own half. Right. Um, and they had chances. I mean, they scored the goal. It was a lucky deflection. But then Maguire's header at the back post, L- causing a fantastic Leno. save from mm-hmm. Leno. There were chances for Leicester. And Arsenal weathered that storm just about. And they managed to equalise just before half-time. Right. Leno has been having a very, very solid month or so since Czech has been out. He's been fantastic in terms of shot-stopping. He's been so good in terms of distribution. Even his little throwouts like he's energetic he gets the ball he gets up instantly gives it to someone very quickly and you can see that it's something that is agreed upon within the team it's a tactic it's not just Leno's preference as a player and the players around him the minute he gets the ball they all turn around look into space and say everybody wants it yeah. the two center backs want it Torreira and Chaka want it and it you know it shows that we have that plan and yes Leicester deserved that goal but then Arsenal really kicked into gear after that and Ozil's goal was Phenomenal. The, the pass from... First of all, it will be keeping possession on the on the left-hand side, which he's been fantastic, by the way. And, and you know me. I'd love to slander Iwobi all oh, day and, long. And you did. And, yeah. You would. I would. I really would. But see, this is what happens. You play the way you're playing now, and I, you know, no one can say anything. Same with Bellerin. Um, so Iwobi kept the ball on the left very, very well. Played it off. I think it was Telagazette who gave it to Shaka. And then Shaka's pass, I think it was intended to Bellerin, but Ozil decided to step in. The first touch in his path, as if... The ball wasn't even there, as if he was just running in a straight line. Gave it out to Bellerin, and then Bellerin did what he's been doing all season. He picked someone out. No more crosses, you know, 30 feet into the air when you've got like a Z there. You, he actually always picks someone now, and that's a huge improvement. What, what's confusing to, to me and to people, you know, casual watchers of the game, is that for five years, Bellerin has been receiving the ball in great positions because mm-hmm. of his pace, 
and just kind of hitting it into an area and hoping that it lands on. We saw it live against Crystal Palace. We, saw, we, went, we yeah. saw it live. We've seen it on TV every week. And it's you, you can't imagine that no one in that time yeah. said to him, when you get it, just look up and like put it where someone is or where they're, where they're about to be. Right? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's bizarre. It's inexplicable. And then now he's got the most assists in the league. Yeah. It can't be, surely, it can't be as simple as someone just telling him to look up. Well, I don't understand. I think it just becomes muscle memory. It really does. You watch Alba. Sorry, Alaba. Uh, Alba. I always confuse Alba. Either, to be fair. Yeah, to but you fair. watch Alba. He has lunch, goes on the field, <laughs> cuts it back to Lionel Messi, goes home, has dinner. Yeah. And then he rinse and repeat Tap all up. season for 12 seasons. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So Bellerin is just going to start to become muscle memory. And now they use him. Like It's so clear that Arsenal make use of the overlap now under Una Emery. You know, on purpose. Everybody overlaps because they know they're going to get the ball and you give them the ball every time because we've scored so many goals this season from the exact same play, which is why Bellerin's top, top assistant. Well, not only are they going to get the ball, but there are now two dedicated defensive midfielders who are right. going to sit there if you lose it. Exactly. Right? Exactly. When, if you have Ramsey in central midfield, you can't do that. True, so. true. Anyway. And Ozil's finish before we move on from this goal oh. was just, I mean, as you were saying, it's, it's his best since Napoli. Yeah, I mean that which was, was his his like third game for yeah. Arsenal or something. Yeah, I think it was his first goal for Arsenal. Yeah, it might have been. And that pass today into the bottom corner was sublime, just beautiful. It was the only spot it could go. Yeah, it was the only spot it could go, and yeah. he found it. And and he's not a competent finisher. No, and he already has four, three or four goals in the league this season. So you know, nine games. If he keeps it up, he's looking at twelve. That's you have a stat about Germans, don't you? Yeah. So Ozil just surpassed the highest ever German score in the Premier League which is you know crazy I, there isn't a lot of players I mean Robert Huth is on that list so it's what is it Klin, it was Klinsmann, Klinsmann at 29 right. Ozil at 30 and then you've got Huth at 21 and Huth has 21 yeah, Huth at 21 good for him and Podolski at 19 Robert Huth yeah good for you yeah. mate and like two league titles exactly what a legend I know right um, so half ends 1-1 that really makes a difference. Uh, players go in, it's a t- totally different team talk from Unai Emery. And we've seen this season that Arsenal just seem to be much, much better in the second half. And I want to pick your brain kind of as, as, as to why this is. Do you have any, any kind of theory as to why this might be the case? Um, well, there, there are two, two things that I think, and it's probably a combination of both. One mm. is um, possibly fitness. Right. It's hard. These are hard things to judge, but possibly fitness. We've there, seen the training videos. There's, there's, sure. Yeah. We've seen what they want us to see. Yeah. There, there's a whole new fitness team, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Who knows? They certainly look fitter and stronger than they have done in previous seasons. Right. There's no arguing with that. The other thing, though, is that, and you touched on it before, Emery changes stuff when it's not working. Mm-hmm. And he often does it at halftime. Now, there were no personnel changes at halftime in this game. Yes. But tactically, things may have shifted around. Arsenal seemed to get better at half after half time, and usually it's because Emery has substitu- substituted someone. Right, and I also feel his his team talk must have something. They must he must say something that kind of keeps them going, or at least keeps them focused. Because it can be a coincidence. This is at least the sixth game or so where we go down and then we come back in the second half and we and and we make it up. Like today, I know you said there was no changes at half time, but it was one one until he made changes, which. Bloom, I saw the change, and you know what? The game could have said that 1-1, and I'm a happy man. Just because I got to see my manager actually do something like... First of all, he took out Mkhitaryan. Makes sense. He wasn't on his best game. Brought on Gunduzi, who I think is an unbelievable player. I think he's going to be my best player in like a season. Like my, <laughs> my Sorry, my favorite player. Like, you sure. know, replace the Wilshire. Sure, sure, sure. Um, and then 
he brought down Aubameyang, and I was like, who's he going to come out? Come on, surely not Ozil. Well, he brought him on for Lichstein. Exactly, for the left back. And, and you're looking at it going, there isn't another left back in the squad. Right. So what's going on here? And who moves the left back? Granit Xhaka. And he does phenomenally. He did really well. And then, what, three minutes in, Aubameyang gets the goal. Yeah. And I'm just like, I can't. Like, <laughs> I just, it's a simple thing yeah. that, that kind of gave me joy. And I was so happy at that moment. I just, I don't know. It was, it was phenomenal. Was and then a couple of minutes later, mm. a, a goal of, of unbelievable beauty. I mean, it, it was it's the best goal, I think, that Arsenal have scored since those Wilshire and Rizitsky tippy-tappy one-twos all over the place. So you're talking it, about the third goal, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was phenomenal. Yeah. The, um, so first we scored a goal, that's our 2-1, uh, our winner, um, that Ozil pass that cuts through four Leicester players. It was unbelievable. That's the Xavi ball. Oh, it's the man, Xavi ball. it's so good. Bellerin makes the perfect run. Aubameyang is literally waiting for it. They know that this is going to happen. Um, beautiful goal. Takes it 2-1. And then, like you said, the third goal. It starts all the way from Leno. Uh, out to the center backs. Out to Shaka. In, into midfield to Guendouzi. Guendouzi down to Bellerin. Bellerin to Ozo. Uh, well, Ozo had that flick in the middle of the park. Not that you have this memorized or anything. Man, <laughs> it's just... And then Ozo let it go to Lacazette. And Lacazette's cushioned back to Ozo. Ozo little flick to... Mate, I, I could, I, you know what? I was telling you for the first time in a very long time, I'm excited to go home and watch a highlights package. Yeah. Literally for two, three years, I avoided highlights. It was just boring. There was nothing to see, let alone the game. And now I'm going to, I have this recorded. I'm going to go and watch the whole of the second half again. Yeah. That's how excited I am about this team. It, it actually got to the point over the last few years where I would not care if I, like, before you'd set an alarm. And now I would yes. be like, well, if I wake up, I wake up. If I don't, right. whatever. The sleep right. was the At sleep 7.30 was more in the morning? Yeah. My, my, my partner hasn't watched an Arsenal game in a few years. <laughs> right. Because we were so shit. Right. And, you know, she got in touch today. She's like, oh, it's not doing really well. I might watch the highlights today. I'm like, do it. If there's any game you yes. need to watch, do it. Yes. For the first time in a couple of years. So that it's, makes it uh, 10 wins in a row, which is a fantastic record for a new manager. Um you know, Ozil, man of the mass today, played really well. I want captain to touch, as well. Captain as well. I want to touch really quickly on Ramsey. So he came on. There's the whole contract situation. I mean, he wants, you know, the 250k a week and whatever. If he thinks he deserves it, you know, when Manchester United's left back is making 190 and he's only played like seven seasons in three oh, years. That's mental. Yeah, but you know what? This is why Alexis moved too and now he's not having a good time. Whatever. The thing is, if we can do this without Ramsey, surely that puts him in quite... A weakened position at this point, especially if the contract has been taken off the table. I mean, he's not going to get anywhere near what he wants. So, you think he's going to stay at this point, or it's too late now? I think for him to stay now, he has to take a, re- a fairly significant reduction on what was initially offered. I right. think there was definitely a stage at which Arsenal were willing to spend a lot of money on him. Right. But I feel like they've probably reached the point, or Emery has seen enough from the other players in his team mm-hmm. that he can say, "Well, look, I don't see Aaron Ramsey as a central midfielder." He yeah. clearly doesn't see him as a central midfielder. So he's been playing Xhaka Torreira. Mm-hmm. So that's your two there with backups, Guendouzi, yeah. or any whatever. And then he's not going to be the number 10 while Ozil is around. And Ozil is on 350 grand a week yeah. and is immovable. But he plays Megatarian over him. That's the big one for me. Well, on the right. But you can see Ramsey no there, though. Yeah, but he doesn't want to play there. Right. He, you know, he made that very clear. So the thing is... Is he a good player? Yes. Is he productive goals and assists? Yes. Right. But he's also very hard to work into a team in, with any True. regularity. And if he's not going to definitely play, you're going to spend 200, 250 grand no. a week on him. Emery has players that he wants to get in. He must. Mm-hmm. And so he needs you know, wiggle room in the budget, the right. wage budget, to bring those in. So I, 
I understand. I would understand keeping him. I understand losing him. I, I would pay money to watch United try and play midfield of Ramsey Pogba. Yeah. Just tactically. Yeah. Yeah, just yeah. with Alexis. I would literally pay mo- I would like I would pay Manchester United money to take Ramsey and as long as they play next to Pogba in a two. Uh, how about this? We'll start a GoFundMe. Yeah. <laughs> right. United won't even have to pay for it. No. Nope. We'll just we'll just get a, a year's oh, worth of wages. I think we can raise like oh, a few million. You think Alexis is banter? You wait until you get Ramsey. Oh, it's gonna be fantastic. But that's the other question is that I'm not sure where, where Ramsey goes. That's I, the thing. He's Who linked. Wants he's, he's linked to United. He's linked to Liverpool. He's linked. To Spurs, which is funny. He's linked to Juventus, which is also funny. I, I'm not sure where he goes. I'm really not. I really and, and don't I think, think he has options. The, the unfortunate thing for him is that it, this is happening now. Yes, 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 yes. He's leaving at the wrong time if he leaves. Yeah, correct. But anyway. Anyway, so that's that for this game. I mean, obviously you can hear the excitement. Of, I mean, the player morale is up. The fan morale is up. Um, another, very quickly, one of... Arsbog was saying how Unai Emery is treating the Europa League very differently. We saw they traveled all the way to Azerbaijan or whatever last um, two weeks ago. He took everybody there. Ozil came on with 15 minutes to go at like 3 nil or whatever. And it just creates this aura of like, we are a team. There's Unity. no tier one, tier two. We are all in this together. You're, no one's better than anyone else. And we're all going to play. And I, I think it's fantastic. And I hope, you know, long may it continue. Yeah. yeah. All right. You want to move on to Chelsea United? Let's do it. So, uh, Bernie has requested that we are positive about United. Right. And I feel that we can be positive about them relative to previous weeks. Yes. Um, in that they played fairly well. Um, they used Anthony Martial. Alexis was on the bench. That's mm-hmm. all fantastic. Martial scored two fantastic goals. Yes. Um, that said, they also bottled the game in the last minute. They did. And let a Chelsea team who really... I'm not sure deserved to right. equalize. Equalize. It was. It was really a ge- like. I hate saying this, but it was a game of two halves. Clive, it, you have to Clive. Like Clive. Yeah. yeah. It was first half was, first of all, frankly, just boring. No, it was just well, Ch- Chelsea kind of playing as only just as good as they needed to to beat United, and that was not a lot. They played in second gear. They scored their. I mean, I know Mourinho must have been furious to con- to kind of park the bus and concede from a corner. He must, I mean, Pogba as well, letting go of uh, Rudiger was, was, you know. It was a bullet header. Yeah. Though. It was a bullet header. Uh, uh, but the, then, yeah, it did feel like that. It felt like, Chelsea, we've got the goal. Well, now we'll just pass it around. Yes. Because yes. we don't need to do much else. United are hard to break down. Let's just keep the ball. Correct. And I don't know why Morata played over Giroud. Maybe because Giroud had international duty. You could have ended that sentence at played. Yeah. To be honest. I mean, I, I backed I, Morata when he came in. I still think there's a good player in there somewhere, but it but is right lost. now. Why it's is he lost? Why did he start this game? He is wandering alone yeah. in a desert right now. I don't yeah. know what the hell's going on. Um, and then you know Chelsea kind of got sucked into this lull of nothingness where they were just passing the ball aimlessly without actually trying to score a goal. And then United do this thing where they kind of wake up a little bit. Yeah. And they scored two very good goals. Martial. I mean, the second goal, the first touch was almost a mistouch, but it helped him. Um, if only that would help Lukaku. Because kind of made him go back yeah. and curve it around. Yeah, Aspilicueta yeah. was gone with the momentum. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it had to be exactly where he put it or else Kepa was going to get it. Kepa's a great keeper. Like anything, just, just a foot to the left and Kepa would have got it. So it was a beautiful finish. Sorry, your, your Kepa preference, is this part of the anti-Courtois agenda or is it a genuine Kepa admiration? This is the anti-De Gea. Okay, okay. Yeah. I see. Because yeah. I think there's a lot of you, better you, keepers than him. Sure. Yeah. Right. Um, I knew there was something going on. Yeah, oh, for sure. I mean, I've You known, don't readily praise a goalkeeper. I've, so. I've known Kepa for a week. <laughs> so, you know. Um, 
but yeah, and then and then we thought, you know what, they might they might just get their first win at Old Trafford, and God knows how long the record books is something like twenty thirteen or yeah, something. Like they could have moved up to ninth. <laughs> Anything could have happened. <laughs> Alex, so mean. Um, and then all the drama in the ninety sixth minute, Ross Barkley scoring the goal off the post, like it was just. And then the, the, the Chelsea assistant manager is celebrating in Mourinho's face. I don't know. No one knows who that guy is. Well, he's not, he's not even an assistant manager. That's Zola. He's just some bloke. Right, right. And, um, and then it all kicks off. And Mourinho, to be fair, Mourinho, he, he looked badass. Like, he looked, you know what I mean? Like, he looked cool. <laughs> I mean, like, he looked like he could, he was ready. Even though, you know, he got shoved around by 72-year-old Arsene Wenger. <laughs> but, you know, he, he was ready for a fight. He was. Although, what was interesting to me is that, like, the guy goes past the first time, yeah. Mourinho's like, fine. Yeah. He goes past the second time, Mourinho's like, absolutely not. <laughs> How can he go back you to You do not seat? do this to me twice. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think he wants to go up against Sarri. Sarri's insane. Like he'll... Sarri just put out a cigarette in yeah, his face. Yeah, yeah, in his eye. Yeah. Just like, that, this one's for, uh, what's his name from Barcelona? Um, I'm sad I'm sorry, mom. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so yeah, so I mean, at the end of the day, United, I think... United fans would have taken a point before the game started, but like Mourinho said after the game, it feels like a loss at this point because it's the 96th minute. Um, you know, Luke Shaw again played well. Ashley Young, to be fair, pocketed Hazard yeah. very comfortably. Well, well, you say pocketed, I would say kicked. I mean, they, they yeah. just they. I mean, United do this every time they play Chelsea. They just smash Hazard it all over the place. It's like the Antonio Reyes school of hard knocks. Yes, and it works. But this one was too obvious. Like literally, every time he got the ball, all game. They took it in turns. Yeah. This went bam. I mean, it's smart. Yeah. I don't like it, but it's smart. Mm. And, it, and it tends to work. Hazard doesn't tend to produce against United, while right. Mourinho is United. Um, Hazard actually said something funny this week. He's been doing a lot of interviews about his future, and I find it refreshingly honest that he's like, I'm happy at Chelsea, but if Real Madrid come in for me, I have <laughs> to consider it. I, I think that's totally fair enough. Can he be charged with tapping himself? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, like Hazard taps Hazard. Hazard's met Hazard in a hotel. (laughs) (laughs) And they thought about it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But anyway, I quite like that. I think it's fair. And I think it's reasonable. But then he also said, he was asked about Mourinho ahead of this game, and he said that he would be happy to work with him again. He said he was one of the best managers. He said that Hazard feels it was the player's fault towards the end of Mourinho that they gave him everything they could. And in that last season, they just... He said they asked for more holidays, they wanted more time off. He pretty much said we gave up on him. Yeah. Which seems to be the case everywhere because Mourinho, the first two seasons, is way too much. Yeah. And then it just, you win a, you win a title because everything, you know, you work hard till that title. Then you just go, ah. and then And then that's when you and Mourinho just don't see eye to eye. Right. Because Mourinho wants to go again yeah, and yeah, again yeah. and again. Absolutely. But I mean, here's the thing for United is that usually that is in the second season. Right. For Mourinho. We're in the third season now. United have won things, but they've not won not anything. The not the mm. title, not the Champions League. They haven't come close to those two things. Right. Um, and so you wonder, well, you would worry as a United fan, will the players reach that burnout before they've actually achieved the objectives? Right. And you'd have to think that, yeah, they will. I, Some I of them already have. I don't think this is sustainable in the long term. It's not just the players they have now. It's also, there are a lot of rumors of players maybe not finding United as lucrative anymore. It used to be money and Sir Alex Ferguson. Now with that Alex Ferguson thing gone, they, a lot of people look at it and I feel they'd say, you know what, this is not the style of football I want to play. No, I think that's fair. I mean, money is still there. Luke right. Shaw's on 190 grand. Or right. Bernie said 150. Right. But sure. even 150. Yeah. Generous. Yeah. He's Generous. played like 10 games in the last three seasons. Right. And Mourinho's been calling him fat like every interview. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so the money is still there. But yes, I do, I do believe that footballers with a choice of elite but soulless clubs, yes. you know, there's not that much to choose mm. between going to United, going to Chelsea, what have you. So you'll go to somewhere that you feel you might play a game that you enjoy or that yes. suits you. You know, I think Hazard might have left this summer if not for Sarri coming in and Hazard knowing I'm about we- to play really fun, enjoyable football because that's what he cares about. Correct, correct, correct. All right, um, City 5, Burnley nil. Um, I mean, you know, Burnley fans know what they're going to get, right? That's Especially what you this season. That's what you said at the start. <laughs> yeah. um, this one was... Okay, we say this every week, but Mourinho is like the devil of fantasy Premier League. Why? Because you never know when you're going to play. Oh, Guardiola. Oh, yes. You, you, Agreed. What did I say? Mourinho. Oh, no, sorry. Guardiola. He's in, he's in your head, mate. Yeah. In, it's mind game. Yeah. You never know who he's going to play. It's true. Sterling is rested now. Uh, Sane plays. Like, it's just like... And then the center backs. Good luck. Figuring yeah. out which one's going to play. No, the, uh, to me, the only two people you can... Maybe three. You can go Aguero. Yeah. And I'm saying that because I be, have. Only because... <laughs> um, Jesus is having a really bad run of form. But yes. last season, you had no idea. True. You can go De Bruyne when he's fit. And so. And you can go David Silva. Yeah. Although this season, I feel like maybe go Bernardo. He's also, been that good. Also, Mendy plays yes, Mendy whenever he has fit. like any sort of fitness. When he's not on his phone. He's, he's <laughs> insane, though. I mean, he has a few assists again this game. He I is. Think it's actually him and Bellerin right? with the most assists. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting to kind of just see how the game. I mean, that has to say something about where the game's going. It's, it's fullbacks that provide any width right now. I mean, City a bit more than other teams because City have wingers, but fullbacks now just have to be able to do both ends of the field, and you're not good enough if you can only do one. But the, the interesting thing about that is that it's a self-fulfilling kind of thing. Because the fullbacks are the ones that have pushed forward, that's where the space is. Right. So when the overlap yeah. comes in, there's no one there, and that's why the other fullback has the space to put it in. That's why so, the two sitting players now are so important. Right. Tactically, how do you stop fullbacks? Right. It's right. always an overload. You just you It's defend. very, very difficult. You don't attack. Like, if you're Burnley, you just sit there and you don't attack, but you're right. still going to concede. Um, <laughs> so forget it. Yeah, forget it. Yeah. Mars with a few really, really good crosses into the box. Oh, yes. Oh, just brilliant stuff. Delicious whip. Mm, mm. Miracle um, whip. Game started, with some <laughs> game started with some controversy. Um, oh yeah company they were dicking around with it at the back yeah. unnecessarily Laporte played a suicide ball in the company he's been fantastic this season Laporte mm. fair enough he wasn't in the first minute of this game no suicide ball into company and he should have been sent off he studied Aaron Lennon like in the top of the th- like he should have been sent off he needed off. two stitches yeah he wasn't in control the stud was up there's nothing about that that wasn't a red card Sani, Sani should have also gotten a red card 100%. because he just kicked the guy for 100%. no reason um, so yeah, this this had a bit of controversy. Obviously, City's quality will shine through at the end. But if Burnley has any chance of doing anything in a game like this, they should also get calls. I mean, you can't do it against City and against the ref. Like it's not gonna work. Agreed. Um, I wonder. I mean, Burnley, thirteenth in the table, eight points. They're only three points off the relegation zone. I think they're fortunate. Like they're having a bad season for them, and I think they're fortunate that there are some really terrible teams in the Premier League. The bottom of the Premier League is peasantry. It really is. Like what is it? Two points, three points, five points. Yeah, Newcastle two, Huddersfield three, Fulham five, Cardiff five, Southampton six. It's nine games in, mate. It's twenty-seven points in. Some team has three and five and two. It's really bad at the bottom. It it really is, and and it's what's weird is that I mean, so Newcastle lost again this week, and. They've got a good manager. Yeah. There are some teams down there that don't. Like they've got a good manager and they still can't pull anything off. It I don't is... think Cardiff's gonna score another goal all season. Well they they've blown their 
their budget. They were the four two <laughs> win over Fulham. Fulham who've got the worst defence in Europe. Yeah. In Europe. Yeah. I mean it, there are some terrible teams and Burnley will get away with their form because of this. That's true. Um, a team that might not get away from relegation is Huddersfield. Sorry. Yes. One more thing on the City game. Yeah. Joe Hart said, There is a feeling of frustration in my chest right now. And mm. I think you should probably get that checked out. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. That's your heart, mate. Yeah. Um, the thing is, he just he just got a, a training field that City named after him. To be fair, 10 years at City, people see him as a City legend. Like, he's been there for, you know, a very long time, won leagues, etc. I don't love it, but I can accept it. Sure. Um, so, Huddersfield... Um, my awesome segue again. Yeah, um, they lost to Liverpool one 0 Liverpool are weird this season. Yeah, good, but weird. Not playing particularly well. Grinding results. Yeah. You know you've got money injured. Salah Salah stats are there, but you look at him for ninety minutes and he is non-existent. Yeah. Firmino's not having the best of seasons. It's there's it's really their defense that is really pulling through here. The and defense he, in Milner. Yeah, the defense in Milner. Which, to be fair, Milner, I was watching this game for some reason the whole game, and he is at left back more than Robertson is. Robertson bumps forward so Makes much sense. and Milner always covers. That's and I was what like, you're saying about the defensive exactly. field, yeah. Um, so this game, the best part of this game is Fabinho coming on. And he actually looked really good. He actually got some significant minutes. Yeah. yeah. And he looked good. He, he accelerated. He pushed the, the ball forward. He actually was exciting to see because he's not getting any minutes right now. He was playing central midfield? Mm. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah, I mean Salah, Salah needed that goal. He needed that goal badly because he's you can you can see the the kind of emotional effect that that injury and the 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 World Cup and yes. the period of form that he's going through has had on him. You can see it; it's written all over him. So I'm I'm glad that he scored that. Hopefully, he can get back on track. Um, I, but Klopp Klopp's been interesting this week. He said after this game, "This is the first period of management that I have had where I'm winning average games." Right. And he's like, "I don't prefer it." I right. prefer the spectacular whatnot, but I'll take this. Yes. Because I've never been able to do it before. And then he also made a point about the international break and coming back from that and you just need to get a win however you can. Oh, yeah. And he said, that's why I was a bit more animated on the touchline today because if you're tired, you at least need to be afraid of your manager. Which I think is quite an interesting quote. Right. Um, also, you got to keep... I mean, Van Dijk as well. Like, uh, you know this. Yeah. I, I think I think he's probably the... I, I, not probably. I think he's the best centre-back in the world um, right now. I would pick him over anyone to join Arsenal, let's say, if, if I think about it that right. way. Um, and the stats show that, you know, the, he joined, what, January last year? January last year. Right, so it's been around 23, 24 games or so in the league. Liverpool, the 25 games before Van Dijk, they averaged one point something goals against a game. After Van Dijk, 0.6 something. I don't think it's luck. And for the first half of those games, that was with... A- Terrible goalkeeper. Exactly. So Van Dijk is doing this with when he had Karius behind him, he had Minnie Lee behind him, he had Lovren next to him. Even now, I know people say, oh, Gomez is amazing and uh, uh, Arnold Trent, Alexander Arnold Trent is amazing. <laughs> that guy's I, name I kills you every I, time. I just pick one of the three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Robertson is amazing. People say, oh, he has to. I'm like, yes, they're in, in good form, but they're not experienced good players. It could very easily have fallen through if he wasn't kind of that rock. The linchpin. That, exactly. Because Gomez. Could, you know, you think Gomez would look like this next to Lovren? I no think chance. Gomez has been phenomenal, but yeah, you need that for a young centre back. You need that experience next to you. And would this backline, this young backline, be as good with Lovren in the middle? Obviously not. Right. Obviously not. Um, all right. Are we moving on? Salah, Salah scored. Yeah, he needed that goal. Yeah. He scored from a corner for Egypt in the international, like oh, straight yeah, from a corner. I saw that. Yeah. I think he meant it. No, 
But Jerry's just like, I'm with Egypt, there's not much to lose here, let's just try shit. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And we've been playing some horrendous opposition, Swaziland and stuff. <laughs> Swaziland. Yeah, I know. Good for them for getting a team out to be Yeah. We, yeah. W- we went to see Canada against Dominica, and I like looked up, Yeah. you know, people confuse it with Dominican Republic, which is, is a separate country, um, and I just looked up the population and stuff, and it's genuinely like a good effort to get a whole team out. Yeah. I and mean, then you think of pe- teams like China, uh, countries like China and India. Can put together a football team. It's remarkable. Yeah. I mean, they were absolutely horrendous. Yeah. Canada smashed them. I, we, uh, we got to see Alfonso Davis straight, like right there playing left back. Yeah. That was great. And Balu Tabla. Good yeah. stuff. Um, right. West Ham, nil, Spurs won. London uh, Derby. London Derby. Uh, Lamella. He's in form. I predicted his breakout year three years ago. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's happening well, and now. Well, then like his dog died or something. Yeah, his, dog, went to his Spain. brother got yeah. in a car crash. Something like that. He had a hip injury. All the things happened. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's uh, Spurs are kind of like Liverpool at the moment, winning games without playing well, well at all. Well, there's also no Ericsson, no Dele Alli. Eric's yeah, uh, no Kane Dembele. is dead tired. Like. And, and this is the thing. I genuinely thought, because we've discussed before how pivotal Ericsson is. Yes. He's the heartbeat of the team. And I figured, they've, they've shown in previous seasons that they can get through games without Kane, but they can't get through them without Ericsson. Right. And in this case, they're very fortunate that Lamella was fit at the time that Ericsson wasn't which hasn't been the case in the previous years. Mm. And he stepped into that number 10 role and is driving them forward. I'm not going to say single-handedly, right. but they they would have been screwed without him in the last well, few weeks. Well, different people, luckily for Spurs, are stepping up at different times. You had Lucas, beginning of the season, step yeah. up when Kane was kind of struggling a little bit. Now you have Lamella stepping up. So it kind of helps when someone always kind of takes the burden because it can't always be Kane and Ericsson's been injured. Um, but for this goal, Sissoko. <laughs> so we were watching this together. Yeah. Sissoko gets the ball down the right, yeah. and we thought, "Here we go. This is going into Rosie." We literally Rose. said it out loud in yeah. in, in uh, like live. Yeah. He cuts in. We're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" Musa, end of the move, Sissoko. <laughs> <laughs> Delivers it in with his left foot. Brilliant. And we're like, "Wow, well done." He was um, actually impressive. He's gone some way into paying back that thirty million pounds that Tottenham spent on him. Uh, I mean, I'm glad he did something right. right. In, in two years I, he's been phenomenally terrible so that was good West Ham are up and down you yeah. never know what you're going to get they started terribly they went through a good run of form and now they're going through another bad run of form yeah. they will not be helped by Yarmolenko who seems to be out for six months it looked bad he ruptured or something mm. you never want to rupture anything no no, no. Um, so yeah Spurs have what you said seven games in 22 days coming up yeah and the next one's against PSV yeah, they're out of that group they have to win they're out of they group. have to win like I mean, their squad is so thin. Yeah, they they cannot compete in four competitions, and they didn't buy anyone in the summer. Their uh, debt for the stadium is ballooning out of control to like five hundred million or whatever right yeah. now. Um, you know Brexit and all that. Uh, but you know what? Brexit means Brexit. So. It, it does. Um, and, and it means no Jack Grealish. And yeah. So what are you going to do? <laughs> no, I think with a full squad, they can just about cover it. Yeah. But like this, no. Yeah. Um, what else? What else happened in the Premier League? Bournemouth, Southampton, nil nil. Um, I mean, when is he? When is Hughes gonna get sacked? I'm not sure, but this quote is sackable. Clearly, we did enough to win the game. I mean, just for a start. Yeah. I, clearly, we did enough to win the game. Hughes said we had three or four clear-cut chances that on another day you want to take. So they didn't want to take them. This no, no, not that no, day. You don't want to take. Them. Mm. We'll take a point and build from here. No, you won't. Yeah. You're not building anything. I mean, we'll take a point like he had a choice. Yeah, like, that's yeah. what happens when you draw a game. He's like, <laughs> it, it may seem like, he'll, you know what? No, no, no. We'll take a point. We'll take a point. 
I don't want your three. Yeah, well, yeah. It's like, mate, that's not how it works. Like he's in a supermarket <laughs> of results. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's stupid enough to pick the draw, <laughs> too. Um, Cardiff, like you said, beat Fulham 4 2. Um, I mean, Fulham, letting Cardiff score, what? No, what? Oh, I don't know, you were shaking your head. I'm shaking my head at Fulham. Oh, right, exactly. Like, how could he let Cardiff score four? Well, Callum Chambers at right back doesn't help. Oh, my God, Callum <laughs> Chambers. I mean, at centre back is bad enough, but at right back. Yeah, flashbacks of uh, what's his name at Swansea? Jefferson Montero. Yeah. Jokanovic said, We must find a solution to stop this kind of situation. <laughs> Fix our mistakes and concede fewer goals. We are definitely not doing enough work in our box. Even when we would defend with four or five centre backs, we can't. We didn't find the solution. All I can suggest is maybe try six or seven. Yeah, or maybe try quality over quantity. Uh, just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late. Ever thought of that? <laughs> yeah. No. Um, Newcastle lost to Brighton one 0 You know what? It gets, I, you know, there's there's this kind of aura that Benitez is doing Newcastle a favor by being there. He sort but, of is. But it will get to a point where he will get sacked. I mean. Like, you know what I mean? Like, can you, though? Like, it this, it would be like a guy who's, like, punched way above his league, but then is finding finding his wife annoying and, like, dumps and then, her. Yeah, just, like, after, like, three weeks of just a bad patch. And then is alone for the rest yeah, but, of his life. But, like, but this guy, your analogy doesn't take into account that he's about to, like, his... I don't know who. Like, <laughs> he's looking at it going, you're about to get relegated to a different person. <laughs> like, I don't want. That, I don't know who that would be. That he doesn't want that to happen. Like his dad, maybe his oh, dad has you, to be like. Because you mean if if they go down, but he yes. will leave anyway. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's true. It, so anyway, <laughs> we tried. Um, so yeah, Brighton one 0 there. You know they needed those three points. Good for them. Um, Wolves coming off manager of the season and team of the year and yeah. all that stuff. Lost to Watford at home two 0 oh. um, Pereira's outside of the foot. Nuno Dispirito Dispirito. Um, yeah, yeah, the, that Pereira finish was lovely. It was insane. Like I saw, I got off, I got off my couch. You did. And that that's my that's how I know. I can confirm. Yeah. He's not even left footed. It was delicious. It was great. Everton two, Palace nil. Milivojevic missed his. I think only sec. He's taken eleven. He's missed two. Right. Which is pretty good, but mm. I just didn't expect him to miss. Um, I was I was at work. I, or, yeah, I was at work on Sunday, and I looked at this eighty fourth minute nil nil. Show off. Yeah, show off. Yeah, eighty fourth minute nil nil. Yeah. And I was like, Juan Bissaka about to get me points. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Juan Bissaka. <laughs> it's only it's only Juan Bissaka. So literally, three minutes later, I'm like, how is it 2-0 to Everton? <laughs> 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 to be fair to, uh, what's his name? Bissaka? No, the Everton manager. Oh, um, Marco Silva. Great substitutes. Yeah, he brought on Lookman, who gave an assist for Tosin. Uh, sorry, for Calvert-Lewin. And then uh, Tosin's goal was great. That was really hard. He had a lot to do in football parlance. His first touch with the left to stab mm. it with the studs into the ground, did it. The minute I saw the stab, I was like, it's a goal. <laughs> Done. Because cause what's his name was running all full speed, whatever, Tomkin was coming and he was about to take, wipe him out. All he needed was that ball to be like half a foot to the left and he would have wiped him out. Yeah, that's and, true. Yeah, it was, it was fantastic. Last thing on this one, uh, yeah. as we mentioned, Milivojevic, well, he had his penalty saved. Mm. Um, who's the Everton keeper? Pickford after the game admitted that he had forgotten to do penalty research and just got lucky. Just stayed in the middle. Just <laughs> Fair just, enough. Yeah. Well done. Sometimes that works. Yeah. Um, anyway, I think that's everything for the Premier League. The table looks like this. Manchester City top with 23. Liverpool joining them on 23. Chelsea and Arsenal and Spurs all on 21. And then you've got Bournemouth 17, Watford 16, etc. And we covered the relegation zone already. It's, um, 
It's, it's fun, man. It's really it's exciting. It's been a good season. As long as you support a team in the top six. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, yeah. it's a bit horrendous. Oh, for sure. Let's do a uh, go. Sure. You're on the fraud. <laughs> That's greatness. That's a goat. That's a guy you respect. Fraud. <laughs> so, fraud or goat, we are going to do Marco Royce. Marco Royce. Marco Royce. Royce. So, I'm going goat. Royce Krispies. <laughs> I mean, that with an accent, what accent is that? Someone would say Royce. No? Sounds like... Royce, Royce, Royce. Royce? I don't know. All right. Uh, it's not German. No. Um, so, the reason I'm going GOAT is that, you know, I'm going to do this thing where, which Eminem does in 8 Mile, which is kind of use your argument against you before you get to use it. I, I, was, know ho- you... I was hoping you were going to rap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know you're going to bring up injuries. Not oh, his yeah. fault, mate. Not his fault. And when he's not injured... He absolutely bosses it. He was, uh, you know, first of all, he's a very loyal player. Gotze left. Lewandowski left. He stayed at Dortmund. You have to be loyal if you're injured all the time. It's fine. Okay. Oh, okay. you're going to pay me to be injured <laughs> half my life? Oh, I think I'll stick around. But he does so... Like, he's such... You know who else was loyal? Oh. Abu Diab. <laughs> I actually heard that before, <laughs> right before he said it. I just feel that he's such a good player technically. And every time I watch him play, he's a joy to watch. He produces. His stats are quite good for his kind of when he's not injured. Yeah. And he actually played well for Germany when called upon too. Sure. I mean, I will caveat this by saying Bundesliga. Right. And we haven't been able to see, see him test himself in any other league because he's loyal or injured. And is that is that how I sound? Mostly, he, yeah. Okay. Uh, no, he's like that, but like forty decibels <laughs> higher. Um, but the other thing is, he's just injured all the time. I mean, I know it's the obvious point. Right. But how can we call him a goat if he hasn't played? I mean, it's like calling Rosicki a goat. Right. He, he's he's had a third of a, of the career. Well, he we call have had. him we call him Mozart. I mean, that's pretty high praise. I mean, Mozart was goat. I can say that. When you watch Royce, Beethoven doesn't he kind thought. of tingle you in the inside a little bit? I like watching him. Okay. There's a difference between. I like watching plenty of people. Right. You know, there's a difference between that and goat. Right. I mean, I'm finding it hard. I know. To be honest. <laughs> I know. I just feel when called upon, he delivers. Like, and that's when he's not like injured. Batman? Like right. Batman. Like, like there's a Royce signal. Well, that, that was Aubameyang when he was with him. But point is, I don't know what the point is. But the point <laughs> is, when I watch him play, he makes me happy. And I feel he's been clutch for Dortmund a lot of times. I just feel he's been clutch. Okay. He, yeah, I don't know. All right. I, I, I mean, you probably win this one. I don't even need to say anything. Okay. You're, just, you're just kind of fading out, you know? All right. Thanks, man. Royce Cracker. <laughs> that's greatness. That's a goat. That's a guy you respect. Fraud. Italy time now and we'll start with the Milan derby Um, there weren't that many spectacular games this week but the Milan derby was wonderful and I just want to read this bit from Paolo Baldini's uh, article in the Guardian the San Siro rocked before kickoff and not only for the violent winds whipping through the stadium inter ultras in the Curva Nord had been planning their Choreographia for months. Sorry, should have prepared that. Uh, a vast snake chasing Milan's devils away. This is where it gets funny. Their Milan counterparts counted with two hands ripping the same animal in half. Yeah. So, like, they already won. They it's, won. It was brilliant. Here's a snake. It's dead. You won. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the pictures were great. Like, this big snake head on one end, and then the snake being ripped in two on the other. And this is all, like, little, you know, whatever tifos or whatever they yeah, call yeah. them. Like, it was phenomenal. Oh, choreographia. Yes, choreographia, exactly. Yeah. Um, it was, the, sta- the, the atmosphere was fantastic in this game. They, I mean, at the end, the scenes, I mean, just to put this in the context, Inter Milan 
scored the, the last-minute goal. Uh, Donnarumma's been having a torrid season. Um, slightly at fault for the goal, but also the minute whoever whipped it in, whipped it in, I thought, this is done. This is a goal. It was such a beautiful technique on the cross. And then Icardi is one of the best strikers in the world in finding space in the box. He's yes. always in the right place in the right time. And my word, he was there again, as always, um, saving Inter Milan um, as he does time and time again. And, you know, after the final whistle, you could just see the celebrations on, on the Inter Milan uh, players' faces. They were ecstatic. Well, you, you mentioned the atmosphere, and it, it's been pretty depressing the last few years. Both these, these Milan teams have been pretty terrible. Yeah. You know, barely making the Champions League, occasionally making it. And, and so the atmosphere at those games just hasn't been what it used to be. And it's so nice to see two competitive teams. I mean, arguably, Milan still aren't that good. Mm. But they've got Iguain, they've got big players now. Gattuso's a Milan guy. He's gotten fired up, even if they're not brilliant. Um, and it's so nice to see the atmosphere back for the Milan derby. Um, and by all, by all accounts, it was a good game. I mean, you saw this whole thing. Inter dominated, created a fair yeah. amount of chances. Yeah. Um, so I think AC Milan can be probably count themselves lucky to only lose 1-0, mm. really. Um, although they they will be disappointed to lose it in the last second, but Inter deserved winners. Right, right. Higuain was not on 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 his game today. Um, I I don't know. Milan just looked disjointed. Um, Inter looked much more. I love how you say Milan. You know, it's easy. In yeah. Um, Inter were just way more on their game. They had a, they looked. You know, Spalletti was so excited at the end. Like it just looked like they really wanted this win, and it was a fantastic game to actually watch. It was like. It was rough and rugged, and it was mm. that it was so different than watching the Premier League earlier in the day. It was just a whole different vibe. Even the, the TV kind of signal was like old and rustic, and it just I don't know. It felt like the good old days of of, of Syria. You know, it had Grinta. Yeah, it had, exactly uh-huh. the Catanazio and the Grinta and all that Syria <laughs> stuff. Uh, unfortunate though for Inter is that uh, Nanglan got injured, um, right. had to come off, and he will miss the Barcelona game. And I think. Some Barcelona will be... Oh, no, I thought they were going to be missing Messi, but he played this weekend. So he's no, but fine. then he got injured. This is the game he got injured. Ah, okay, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll so, get to that. So, yeah. arguably both teams... Well, is Nangaland the most important player? He's certainly one of them. It doesn't matter. I mean, it could be anybody in the world. You would rather you miss your top player and Messi miss... Oh, Then sure. you keep your best player. For sure. Yeah. Um, but luckily for Inter, the, uh, some scores that went for them this weekend. Yeah. Um, Juve drew with Genoa. Uh, Ronaldo scored a fantastic, unbelievable tap-in. Cel- celebrated like it was the World Cup. I winner. mean, there there are major other reasons why he's a knob. Yeah, that we all know about now. But I mean, his yeah. celebration related with this to, goal to related to his knob. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. The, the celebrations with this tap-in are unbelievable. Alex, you were watching the highlights, and I was like, I somehow wish you saw the celebration first, right. just so you can have an idea of what kind of goal this might have been, and then seeing the goal. And it's just like, are you for real? Like, you've scored seven hundred plus goals in your career. Yeah. You can let this one slide by going to Cancelo and just saying, well done. Yeah. Well done on the shot. Well, it was 1-0 against Genoa in the first half. Like, chill out. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, you're right. Cancelo beat, like, four people and smashed yeah. the shot in. Yeah, I He's, If anyone deserves a cuddle, it's him. <laughs> a cuddle. Um, another score that went their way is Roma losing to Spal 2-0. Oh, Roma are having a terrible season. Awful. They're only good right now for their, for their online Twitter account. Other than that, they're really not producing on the field, so... As their Twitter account has got better, has the team? Is there a correlation? Yeah, it's kind of isn't there? Like it's kind of one of those fantasy movies where you got to take from one to right. get to the another. Right. right. So someone must die for the other to live, kind of thing. Yeah, I mean they they are they are at any point a few results away from the pressure on Di Francesco getting too much and him getting sacked. I'm just not sure who 
comes in. I, the Roma fans would love Conte. But he's going to go to Madrid. But there's the rumors it looks like anyways. he's going to Madrid. Ancelotti was another one that they would have liked, but he got taken by Napoli, who are doing very well. They beat Udinese 3-0 this week. Mm, um, very good result. So, that's a big derby, I think. I think it's a, quite a big game. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that. Um, but yeah, Udinese is... St- uh, sorry, um, Napoli in second. Um, with uh, 21. Juve on 25. Inter 19. Lazio 18. So, I mean, Juve obviously still... Right, but they're not playing ahead, that well. They're not playing that well, and Napoli and Inter are at least keeping up somewhat. Also, I, I mean, I can't verify this, but I was looking at, at Juventus Twitter, and they were saying that like out of the last five goals, four of them were Bonucci's fault. <laughs> like he's not playing well at all. That's kind of just the vibe I got just scrolling through right. Juventus Twitter. Um, so yeah, I mean, they took him back from Milan after all that drama previously, etc. Um, it's almost like a Hummels thing, eh? Like yeah. Bayern, Dortmund, Bayern. Now it's Juve, Milan, Juve. That that will remain uh, up with the the Eto Zlatan yeah. plus forty million yeah. deal. This the Bonucci, Iguain, Caldara transfer will remain one of the weirdest deals yeah. I've ever seen. And Higuain is not happy. No. Um, in Spain, uh, Madrid. Well, Spain. I mean, the La Liga table is worth looking at. And it's, it's amazing. Worth, it, it's fantastic. I mean, before. Before this week, Sevilla were top of the table, and Espanyol were something like fifth, and it's insane. Um, I, I think, Alex, is that an updated table? It might not I, be. It's not, because Hang I'm on. pretty sure Espanyol are in second. Hang on. Um, so Barcelona are in first, uh, Espanyol I think are in second, so both the Barcelona teams are top of the table, I think for the first time ever in like history. Um, and Madrid are quite... Far down the table. Can you confirm that? Real Madrid are 6th with 15 points. Atleti, 5th, 16. Sevilla, 16. Alaves, 17. Espanyol, 17. There Barca, 18. There Incredible. It's, it's Alaves and Espanyol. Yeah. Um, Madrid losing to Levante this weekend. I mean, every time they lose, I'm just happy because I just read the Bale comments again where he says we're better off without Ronaldo. And, you know, Madrid thinks that they... Somehow could have gone into the season after the, you know not replacing their 50-goal-a-season striker uh, in Ronaldo. I don't know how that was going to work, but it's clearly not working. Lopetegui... I can't say his name. Lopetegui? Lopetegui. Lopetegui is going to get a... Lop it off, mate. Yeah, he's, he's going to... It's infected. Yeah. <laughs> he, he really ruined... Can we talk about how he ruined his life? He's got a great job. Yeah. He's chilling. He's a Spain national team manager going into World Cup. They're favourites. They're playing unbelievable football. And then the night before the tournament starts, pretty yep. much, oh, a day well, or two? The day, oh, yeah. He has his little dalliance with Real Madrid, which is a poison chalice of a job at best. Zidane made it look easy, but that job is impossible. You're sacked, you're a dead man walking from the minute you take over. The thing, And he's just ruined his life. The thing is, it's hard to turn down Madrid. Everybody says that. Granted. But when you look at the big picture and you say... This is a team that won three Champions Leagues in a row. I'm never going to hit that. I've just lost Ronaldo. The be- you know, you could argue the best player in the world if you want, just for the sake of this argument. The best player in the history of this club. What did he think was going to happen? Well, he's also not someone with a big enough cachet where he can walk in and yes. be like, okay, we'll lose Ronaldo, fine, but I want this, this, and this. Give me no. a season. Yeah. He has no demands. Yeah. Yeah. You know? and, and Real Madrid, not only did they not replace Ronaldo... And that's pretty much impossible to do. I mean, you could maybe try and... I mean, Mbappe wasn't purchasable. Neymar pretty much, pretty much not purchasable. Right. They could have maybe gone and got Hazard or something. But 
Bale, Benzema, Isco, or Asensio, that is as good a front three as, as you could wish for anyway mm. as a manager. Mm. The point is, Real Madrid also didn't replace their bench. Yes. So they sold Morata, they sold Kovacic, or they loaned him out. And these are quality players to have on your bench. Correct. And now they, they bought a bunch of kids, and yeah. they're good kids, but you can't go through the whole season with 14 yeah. you've players. Got, you've got a really old, a really aging starting eleven. And not a lot of substitutes. You've yeah. got Modric and Cruz is not that young, and Ramos isn't Marcelo's getting any younger. 50. And I mean, he's brilliant, but it's you know you you're they can't play week in week out like they used to. You let you know. Contrao go. Yeah, exactly. I know, insane. He's fishing with his dad somewhere. Remember that story? <laughs> um, so Barca capitalized by beating Sevilla four two, who beat Madrid like a week ago three 0 So yeah. it's it's you know stops it turvy. It's everywhere. Um, Messi, in the first, like, 18 minutes, got an assist and a goal. Like, it's nothing. All good. And then, unfortunately, got injured. Fell on his elbow. It looked bad the minute it happened. Um, he sh- apparently is going to be out for three weeks, which is a shame because now no one's going to watch El Clasico next week. That's Ronaldo. Yeah, no, no one's going to watch yeah, it. Yeah, no one's going to watch it. Right. Oh, I mean, no one outside of Madrid and Barca fans anymore is going to watch it. Like, you'll, you'll still watch it. A little bit. I mean, maybe... <laughs> I, I'm not going to... Let's say I'm not going to move anything for it now that sure. Messi's injured. All right. Let's say that. I'm going to try and arrange something for that time and see what happens. <laughs> you know, you know, I'm still going to watch, but, yeah. you know, worldwide, it will lose a lot of, a lot of that. that uh, I, I was reading something recently, actually, saying that someone was speculating that, you know, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be crazy to say that the sponsors, the people who, you know, have it in their interest for La Liga, viewership, etc., etc., Madrid, Barca, to actually fuel kind of these buys for Hazard and Mbappe and Neymar, just for next season to get that rivalry going and if you could put Neymar let's say at Madrid and Mbappe at Barcelona you start to get a story again because yeah. right now there isn't one no and especially with the managers because there's I mean when there's Pep and Mourinho or Pep and Ancelotti or well, that's one thing when it's Lopetegui and Valverde right. it's not it's not attractive you know it's not attractive in, in the commercial sense right um, Atleti Drew they're not really going through they're just dicking season. around this yeah. season I'm yeah. not sure what they're doing yeah, Costa, Costa scored, I think, one goal in like nine games. He's been horrendous for them this season so far. So, not looking good. Maybe Griezmann should have left. <laughs> Maybe, instead of doing his stupid celebrations and <laughs> saying he should win the Ballon d'Or. Um, anything else? Pretty much covered everything we said we promised we would cover? Yeah, I think that's it. I want to say a big thank you to everyone that came out to Trivia Night on the 17th. That was wonderful that was as always. Uh, you guys did amazingly well. Like yeah. Trivia Night that we do is not easy. No. You have to know your stuff, and, and people really did. Um, I think, what was the top score? Like 85 out of 100, I think something like, like that? 84, like 79 out of 94, so like 80-something percent. Okay, like you got an A. Yeah. Like A+. Plus. Well yeah. done. You, yeah. you graduate to football university. Right. Um, anyway, thank you for doing that. We will uh, we'll have another one in a few months. Um, so obviously, keep in touch with us on social media to find out details about that. At under underscore the kosh, under the kosh blog dot com. And uh, that's about it. See you guys next week. Ciao. Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh. And for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com.